Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week, the guys break down every football story that matters. Offensive coordinators don't trust young quarterbacks. Cody Parkey is the best kicker in the world. And Michael Thomas will get 675 receiving yards. All that and more this week on Just Press Play. The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman. You like apples? All right, here we are right ahead of divisional round. We got the JPP pod back, and we're back with Uncle Tony, Pops, and LJ. What's going on, guys? Oh, what's, what's up? up? Oh, what's up? Good. Lovely, lovely, lovely in the neighborhood. It was a it was a great wild card weekend, and we're headed to a good division round. But real quick, let's start off. We just got done. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, so we're kind of fresh from last night's national championship game. And LJ's favorite quarterback of all time just <laughs> obliterated that Alabama defense. I'm going to ask you, pops, what were your thoughts from last night's uh, domination? Well, Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. I, I don't know if LJ likes the way he looks, but I, he's got to like the way the boy plays. <laughs> and I, no, here was my main thought: is Clemson manhandled Alabama? Yeah, they, they looked like them. the Alabama. They looked like what that Alabama should, does to everyone else. And weren't they missing? Yeah. They're all American or whatever defensive they're end. D tackle, yep. yeah, they're D, they're big yeah. guy. It was out with some substance Those abuse, pesky steroids. Maybe steroids, maybe not. I mean, I think I think Alabama got <laughs> their head down a little system. bit. You know, and then <laughs> John Bones. Oh, I, um, it was a beatdown, though, and it the the score should have been. The score was not indicative as to how much of a blowout it was. Almost. I mean, wasn't Clemson's last drive ten minutes long? Yeah, they just was, kept running the clock out. They, Alabama absurd. pulled their quarter. Tua got pulled out with ten minutes left in yeah. the fourth quarter. Tua doesn't even know what the fourth quarter looks like. He doesn't play them. Did y'all see? <laughs> yeah, did y'all see there was a prop bet in Vegas for uh, Tua over under pass yards was two ninety five and a half. They pulled him out with two ninety five. Two ninety five. That's amazing. Poor, poor guys. <laughs> Tony, what did you did you watch any of that game? Yeah, I did. I watched it off and I watched the first quarter and then came back in at the third. And the thing that impressed me the most was the speed that Clemson possessed at at those skill positions. I, I was just amazed. It wasn't necessarily that much that I thought they manhandled him. Because you could see in the first half, there wasn't a lot of difference in the total yards. But when I believe the stat I saw was Clemson had scored 36 point, 37 points on 36 plays. 
those are that's a big play offense, and you are really they attacked Alabama with speed, and 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 yeah. I don't think Alabama had seen that uh, this year. And, and hats off to Clemson; they left no doubt, no doubt. And yeah. hey, and Justin Ross, Justin Ross may be the the best college football player that I've seen in a while. Just, He's just a don't, freshman. Don't you just hate to see Alabama get torched by a former Alabama kid that went to Clemson? Yeah. I mean, I, I just hate it <laughs> yeah. for him. Did you, you know, hear that's a coach say, too, right? That's a Dabo Swinney is a former Alabama yeah, kid yeah. that went to yeah. Clemson. That's just their – Yeah, and uh, their last, thing I'll, yeah, last thing I'll say, Kevin, let you get to LJ, the, the greatest quote I heard from last night is they asked Ross why he went to Clemson, and he said it was right. because of the stability in the coaching staff. And it wasn't the head coach, it was the position coach. Alabama, and they gave the stat that during the time frame that they were recruiting Ross, 20 different position coaches for Alabama, three wow. for Clemson. Yeah, they go wow. in and out of Alabama, which it'll it'll probably start happening to Clemson soon too if they keep winning. When you when you win, the coaches to, go. But yeah. I will say that I bet uh, everybody in the SEC probably real quick, like all those uh, defensive coordinators should have got Brent Venables on the phone, the Clemson DC, because he had Alabama looking lost. All Tua yeah. was dominating the SEC all year, and then he gets into last night and it looked like he had no idea where the blitz was coming from. He was throwing it yeah. straight to Clemson guys, and then. You thought they would adjust at half, and it came out second half. Same, same stuff. Just, to, yeah. I mean, it was, it was impressive. And I do think we watched. Now we probably get ready to watch that game again because both those quarterbacks are coming back for another year, and I don't yeah. think they're going to lose any talent on defense. But you probably just watched two future number one overall picks at quarterback between Tua and Trevor Lawrence. And I bet NFL rosters, if you gave them the option today to draft Trevor Lawrence, if he could come out right now at six six two twenty with that arm. He'd probably go number one overall this year. That's what I've heard. He's is he would go over. He'd go number one overall this year, but oh, he's yeah. got to sit in college for two more years, which is like absurd to think about. Somebody that can just make that transition, according to most scouts, and will still have to sit there. And the only thing that I can think is I'm already uh, a Trevor Lawrence yeah. hater. So uh, how much longer does Tom Brady have? That's my question. Does he have about two years in him? Well, that's can what the, I heard someone say. Continue? Now's the time for if you're an NFL scout, like some like serious people were like, start trading for 2021 first round picks. Just, yeah, just think, hoping, hoping that you well, get and, that number one because he's I think there's be, a lot of quarterbacks that might get little extensions, you know, like an Eli Manning might get a couple years extension just to make sure. They've got that question answered until they can open it up again. And well, if the, yeah, if the Giant if the Giants want to stay around the number one pick area, just keep Eli Manning at quarterback for another couple of years. He always gives you yep. a shot. There yep. might be a black and yellow <laughs> opening here in about three years. You never know. You never know. Yeah, there's damn sure an opening for the orange and blue. So <laughs> yeah, hey. Forget I take it. that shot and alert and move on. I'd be okay with that. I'm just happy to know before we get on to the NFL that LJ is going to get to see his favorite quarterback of all time play for a long time. It looks like, because yep. that guy, yep. Trevor Lawrence I, is here going to be in our lives yeah. for a little while. Yep. Do you, yep. do yeah, you right. know, and do you know the last true freshman to win a national championship game? Uh, well, two of one, one last year, but he didn't start it. I uh, guess. Is yeah. It, other than two of then, other than two, do you well, know? You're probably saying quarterback that started it. Um, this this guy well, he did start the game, but he came in for another quarterback that got hurt during the season. Um, no say. I can't come um, up with anything. 
Tony, you're going to kick yourself. Jamel Holloway came in for Troy Aikman at OU <laughs> and oh went on God. to win the national championship that year. And he was so good, Troy Aikman transferred to UCLA. Yeah. No, <laughs> true, I, true story. I knew the stat. I heard him. I heard him talk about it last night. So Jamel Holloway and uh, oh, did you? I didn't hear him yeah, talk about that. I last heard night. it. I, 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 I found that on my own. I was so proud yeah, of myself. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, did you guys yeah. hear? We we mentioned it uh, yesterday. I don't. I didn't tune into it. I'm sure you guys didn't either. But they had the analyst room on ESPN two where the Monday Night Football crew were doing some stuff. I thought about it, <laughs> and the first play of the game. Now I. I love me some Jason Witten as a player. He's a he's going to yep. be a future Cowboy Ring of Honor if they hadn't already put him in there. But the first play of the uh, game, in college, you can fair catch it anywhere, whether you're in the end zone or out of the end zone. And if you fair yeah. catch it on the kickoff, you get it at the 25. Well, the Clemson guy, if you remember, he fair caught it around like the four-yard line. And Jason Witten on the first play is like, what? what's he doing? Why is he fair catching it? They're going to get the ball on the four-yard line. He didn't even know the rules to the college game. And he's on <laughs> national TV. It just – Poor guy just got in over yeah. his head. I think he should have taken a year yeah. off. Then again, if Monday Night Football called me asking me if I wanted to come work for him. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, I think they he is going to no. take a year off. I think he's going to take next year <laughs> off. <laughs> it, probably, it probably won't be his decision, but. Yeah. We, the old Michael Jordan like, sabbatical. Yeah, like, you remember when Dennis Miller was on Monday Night Football? It's going to be the same thing with Jason Witten. Hey, do you remember yeah. when Jason yeah. Witten was on? Yeah. You remember that year? Remember Boy, that different vocabularies for those two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get over to the NFL playoffs now. And real quick, let's talk about if your team's out of it, if, if you're if you're unfortunate, not a Cowboys fan, and you don't get to watch anymore, LJ, <laughs> and you don't have anything to root for, the, then get in the action with my bookie. There's no reason to sit there while your friends are rooting. You can have a, a little action in the game. And right now, if you join my bookie and put in the promo code JPP, they will offer you 50% deposit bonus. So you can make sure that after these playoffs go, you get a nice little deposit, a little bankroll, because you probably lost in your fantasy football, like uh, <laughs> everyone everyone you're listening to here. And, I, ain't uh, saying, <laughs> I ain't saying a damn thing. <laughs> so if, well, if there's wanna, a first. If, there's a if, first. If, if you don't have anything to root for and you want to and you want to have a little bit in on the action, join my bookie. Put in the promo code JPP and and get, get you some money this this offseason. But with that said, let's get right into it and we'll just start off with the first game from last weekend, and it was the Colts. The the score was not quite indicative of how close the game was. It was twenty one fourteen was the final score, but it was a. Uh, Kind of like the championship seven. last night. It was a little bit of a what? domination. I think it ended up being 21 21-7. 21-7. 21-7, they never got sure. to 14. Well, let's go over to you, Pops, because clearly you're more educated on the game than I am. <laughs> Didn't even have the final score. What, what did you think from the Colts' beatdown of the Houston Texans? You know, I was really impressed with was Quentin Nelson. I mean, Quentin <laughs> Nelson and that offensive man. line – the, I mean, and, and not only are they a hell of an offensive line, they kept Jadavian Clowney and J.J. Watt out. You know how many sacks that vaunted defensive line of the Texans had? Zero. Not Damn. a. Dude, I don't even, even know really if they got a pressure on them. I, I don't even know exactly. I was going to try to find pressures, and I, I couldn't find that stat. I needed stats Lutheringer over there. <laughs> um, but, no, I was really impressed with Quentin Nelson. And uh, they gave – by the way, that line gave up a, an NFL low of 18 sacks over the whole regular season. So, wow. And, and, and I'm telling you, Andrew Luck, give that guy a little time. And then Mac started showing out. But, 
luck luck is as good as ever. As yeah. good as ever. That that's yeah. that's yeah. the note I have written down was my main thing was Colts offensive line. And and you if you look at how they we saw this is how the Cowboys rebuilt their team and I don't if you're an NFL GM out there, you got to start on the O lines. And that's what the Colts did with Quentin Nelson. They they took in the first round last year, as you as you mentioned, just a straight beast. There's one block where it was going around on Twitter where he just absolutely pancaked Jadavion Clowney, and <laughs> Clowney's not a small man. That, that's a that's a big guy. And then yeah. they got Braden Smith, who they took in the second round, and then former first rounders Anthony Constanzo at tackle and Ryan Kelly at center. So they they went and put draft capital up front to protect Andrew Luck, and it's paying off. Uh, yep. What what'd you think about that game? Tony? Well, I hate to pile on here, but yeah, it's the tale of two offensive lines. Uh, Houston has allowed 65-plus sacks this year of Deshaun Watson. It's it's amazing that he stayed in one piece mm-hmm. all year. Luckily, he can run because run he had to. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but then Luck, uh, I think it's an NFL low number of uh, uh, sacks and got nothing, didn't even get sm- – I don't know that they knew what kind of cologne – Andrew Luck was wearing. They were so far away from him. And uh, but it, it, you know, I, I've I have not been a Houston Texans fans all, all year long. It, it, it's been tough for me to watch them win. I don't. They they got on a roll. How they were favored for that? I, the Colts are on a roll, and right now, unless somebody figures out how to slow down that that offensive line with a stunt with stunts or something. They face just about everybody, and and they beat them. What'd you think, LJ? I I mean, not much that hadn't already been said. That was a pretty straightforward game with one team just being better than the other, just all around. So, yeah. yeah I, well, there a, couple, was there... a couple of things I saw, Kevin. Though, is do you know they started one and five, and then won ten of their next eleven? I mean, and I guess I think there was someone God. on our podcast that bought them at one and five. Yep. Oh, uh, who yeah, could that, that be? Yeah, no. I bet it's the ombudsman. Ombudsman, (laughs) the ombudsman. He can only really do a couple things right, but he doesn't really right. (laughs) You saw a few things. I don't know if y'all watched any of the countdown stuff before, but there was a lot of talk about how Andrew Luck, after that that shoulder injury that ended up sidelining him all year last year, where he was really questioning if he still loved the game and if he wanted to come back or not. And I think maybe uh, Frank Reich and Chris Ballard, the GM over at the Colts, went up to Andrew Luck. He's like, "Well, what if?" You never get touched. At all. <laughs> we won't let anyone touch you. And he was like, "Yeah, that sounds pretty nice." And yeah, and it's all good. And I will. The future for the Colts looks pretty good. Obviously, as we've all mentioned, there's a good offensive line with some young guys up front, and then Lux, not that old. I mean, you got a franchise quarterback that's probably around, if, especially if he's not getting hit for a while. And then we didn't even mention that Darius Leonard at linebacker, All-Pro rookie linebacker, and then Malik Hooker. Yep. There, there's some talent They're on good. the Colts roster. There's and some talent. They're a little scared moving forward. Like Tony said, they're hot and they've won a lot. And now they, they go at Arrowhead to go take on the Chiefs, where it looks like as of yesterday, the line was the Chiefs were favored by five and a half. So I want to toss it over to Tony to start out because I know he's a resident, uh, watches a little Patrick Mahomes. So what what do you think? Do you think the Chiefs are the big favorites or do you like the Colts kind of going in there? Oh, uh, the Chiefs are the big favorites. There's no doubt about that. However, uh uh, and Prestige Worldwide, I'm sure, will be listening to this podcast and probably not going to like like what I've got to say. But as good as Patrick Mahomes is, as much of a generational talent he is, he's got to learn that lesson <laughs> of how to play in the playoffs. And you saw that this past weekend, uh, quarterbacks who'd had a very, very good year 
Uh, oh, yeah. Time, Every quarterback that was making their playoff debut lost. And so I'm a little concerned about Mahomes uh, being able to sustain uh, a- enough of an offense against the Colts because they're really playing great D uh, right now, situational uh, D. So, I, you know, Sagarin ratings has it that the Chiefs should win by two and a half, uh, two and three quarters. Uh, then you put on the home field advantage. So I, you know, I, I want to. My heart says the Chiefs, but my head says I think the Colts go in there and win a, a 30-something to 30-something shootout. Arrow, Arrowhead is a tough place to play. I, it's it's I, don't know tough. If, yeah. and I don't know if I'd be willing to lay out five and a half on the Chiefs, but yeah. I, that game intrigues me. What do you What do you think, Pops? Well, I mean, I'm a little worried about it kind of like uh, Tony is. I think Indianapolis defense, you know, you've got the great offense against a pretty good defense, and then you've got – a pretty good offense against, against no a, defense. A shit yeah. defense. So, really. um, yeah. yeah. Who's, who's so, going to get a sack on that team? So, I mean, I, there's going to be well, some points scored. The over under, yeah. I did write some of that down. It's just 57 points. I 57 think I would, right now. Yeah. I would 57. Yeah. I would go, I'd go over for yeah. sure. I tell you what, I like, I like Indy getting six points where if you, it's five and a half. When I looked, it was six. I, I take Indy to cover and I, I don't know. That's a, it's got, it's a hard game to call. I'm interested well, to think, see it. I think you're on to something. I think when you go down to it, the the quarterbacks, sure, you probably take Mahomes after the year he's had, but it's not just a crazy it, – it, Luck's a good quarterback, and then they, there's some skill players on that offense, and then you just look at the defense of both teams. The Colts, I mean, not maybe not the Bears' defense over there, but they're adequate, and the Chiefs, there's no defense. So yeah. that, that's what scares me. LJ, what do you think? Are you, are you thinking the Chiefs, or? Oh, I'm definitely thinking the Colts. Uh, I'm, really? I'm not even really that concerned with what the line is. I think the Colts are just going to win it. I, uh, I've i seen oh, yeah. the Chiefs struggle in the past like five weeks at, when they were playing, uh, except for the, against the Raiders who were, you know, phoning it in because they could only really beat the Broncos. So, yeah. well, um, I mean, I just don't if think I'm it's a Chiefs be, fan. I'm definitely I'm definitely nervous heading into Saturday. Yeah. I would have rather well, had who would they have had the Texans? I would have rather had the Texans. If I was to me, Chiefs. here's yeah. here's the key. And I, yeah, I, yeah, they would. And I hope I get this guy's name right because I have had a vodka or three. So <laughs> Justin Houston um, is yeah. healthy mm-hmm. for yeah. and D Ford. The, he is healthy for the Chiefs now. And it's been off and on. And I'm not sure what Eric Berry's status is going to be. He could shut down the middle of the field uh, for uh, for the Chiefs, but if Justin Houston has one sack, and well, I'll, if Justin Houston has two sacks, the Chiefs win, uh, and he's the kind mm-hmm. of talent that can probably do that. And so, if he gets the two, Joey Bosa like, <laughs> don't so, get me started. We'll get on it. We'll get on to that. We're gonna get on Melvin, Bosa here. In a maybe bit. Melvin Ingram like, but I don't know about Bosa. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think Justin Houston is the key there. He's the kind of he's that player that you don't we don't talk about him a lot. He's the kind of guy that makes this game for the Chiefs. If he gets those sacks, I think the Chiefs win. I think that's an excellent yeah. point. I think you're right. He's uh, he Fair. can make a difference. Well, and that's I the one thing people haven't been able to do. Is, yeah, there's one thing no one's been able to get pressure on Luck. So if they can get pressure on Luck, then we that flips the script. Yeah. So I I would still say I would think the Chiefs would win, but I I, I it's it's close, but. That takes us into the the next game on Saturday, Saturday night, and that was the Cowboys beating the Seahawks. Uh, I I have the score right, twenty four twenty two, because the Cowboys that were able to, if you were if you had Cowboys two and a half, you were pissed that they didn't just uh, kick extra points earlier. 
But uh, what do you think about the Cowboys beating the Seahawks, Dad? I was shocked. I didn't think the Cowboys – I picked the Seahawks to win that game. Um, I was impressed with the fact that that uh, Seattle either couldn't or, or just they weren't able to contain Ezekiel Elliott. I thought Dak Prescott played a pretty good game. His runs, his opportunistic running. Especially that one on third and 14, whatever difference. it was. I mean, I think he rushed for only 29 yards, but they were They were big 29, were weren't they? Huge. Yeah, they were huge. <laughs> And then I know the other thing, and I think I texted you, Kevin, you know, Cole Beasley, who I do think is an important cog in that offense uh, underneath, was obviously limping, kind of had a little issue, and they still had him back every now and then returning punts when Tavon Austin was killing it. Yeah. And I, I just don't I know. I know that at all. I think one, one of them, he was just back there to fair catch. but And so maybe they think he's got the sure hands, but I just thought that was asinine. And then there was some clock management issues uh, that's, you know, of course, not unusual with the Cowboys. I was glad to see him get a win. They could beat L.A. Uh, we'll get into that in a minute. They could beat L.A., but I'm not going to put any money on them. L.J., did you have any any thoughts from that game? Well, I mean, on one hand, I just want to say that, like, as the kind of resident Cowboy hater on the podcast, I really have been rooting for him, and it's kind of good to to see him, you know, actually make a run. And it's kind of, you know, I'll get to hate on him for a long time because Garrett's going to get that extension. Um, yeah. and, it looks like uh, Garrett and, and Dak Prescott are cashing checks right now. Each win is just a bigger, saying, bigger check. Taking out big loans because they're going to be able to pay them off. Uh, uh, but uh, one thing that I, I feel like I did notice about him is they, they felt like one of the more complete teams. Like they felt like a good playoff team to me. They have a defense that can really play when they want to. Uh, and they've got a running back that's just generally the most athletic person on the field. So, you know, I'm afraid of that team this late in the season. That's just that's tough to play against. So. Tony, what, 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 what's your thoughts? Well, first of all, I'm shocked, shocked that Lifford would say anything against Jason Garrett because this guy is the greatest coach <laughs> cowboy history. Uh, so um, <clears throat> that's my, With that that that's my story. I'm sticking. Is Tony a fan that's, or not? I, that's I, I, my story. I'm tell. sticking to it. So here's here's what I think happened in that game. Uh, seriously, though, I think Dallas has shown that. That they have, they have a lot of improvement, and they are a balanced football team right now. But the, the the biggest thing for me in that game, and it showed in in two different things. One, the first big thing is the youth of Seattle's cornerbacks. They've been able to overcome that over the last few games, but you saw them exposed by the Cowboys. First, uh, Elliott got most of his big yards on outside runs. He was able to make the corner, and they sealed those cornerbacks, and yeah. he was able to get to the sideline, was picking up 20, 30-yard mm-hmm. chunks several times. That really hurt the Seahawks. The second thing is is in pass coverage, Amari Cooper was finding that soft zone in the back where he got behind that cornerback, and before the safety could get, get over, they had a couple of really big plays where he was just sitting in that spot. And hey, that's what Amari Cooper does. And he's, as I've said, I think I've said, I don't think he was worth a first rounder because he's not that athletic wide receiver. But boy, he sure was smart Saturday night and found those holes in the zone. And Dak hit him. Uh, he, he sure enough hit him. And the final thing was, I think that was the dagger for the Seahawks. And this is just a great break for the Cowboys is that they got the two pass interferences in a row on third down. The Seahawks had the Cowboys stopped at midfield and then again at the 40, and they got two critical pass interference calls 
in their favor. The first one I thought was a little bit sketchy because the linebacker was coming, the running back or the wide receiver coming across the middle. They hadn't been calling it all game long. They'd been letting them play. It was a good, good, well-officiated playoff game. They called that pass interference, gave the Cowboys first down. And then the killer was the cornerback couldn't keep up. They ran a great route on this, on the side. I think it was with, um, Gallup with Gallup, and he grabbed him and pulled him. It was definitely pass interference, but that that cornerback uh, cost the Seahawks the game right there. And so those two cornerbacks. Now, I, hey, if I'm betting on props, I think the Seahawks are going to be a great team next year. But I, that was that was the deal right there. Right, and I do want another break that really went the Cowboys' way is Janikowski mm-hmm. not playing. Uh, yeah. That game's very different with the kicker in at the end of that one, I think. So yeah, one hundred percent. And it did. <clears throat> I, did that not? I, I hate to laugh at an injury, but that that injury specifically, it looked. <laughs> and I've talked about how J- Janikowski looks like a guy that would be yeah. like an all star in uh, like slow yeah. pitch softball. But that looked just like a dad trying to show his son, you know, like a little out of his prime dad, like, here's how you do it, son, and then warm up or stretch, and then just, oh, you could tell right when he did it. I was like, oh, yeah, boy. it was bad. Sebastian, hold my beer, yeah. Janikowski. That's, that's, well, God, and then it led to maybe the worst ever. onside kick attempt I've ever oh, seen in yeah. my Guys, life. Guys, I got to tell you, yeah. y'all. That game's very different with a kicker. <laughs> Michael Dixon's good at banging kicks. He's not good you, at the finesse kicks. I'll tell you, pro, as, as much as the love affair Kevin has with that Australian kicker, holy cow, was that bad. That was just not good. And I thought it was funny that um, uh, uh, the announcers, and I can't remember who the crew was on that. Was that Al Michaels? That was a – That was, a, that was a Troy and Joe, Joe Buck. Buck. Joe Buck, literally, he said – during the week, they have practiced onside kicks with both Michael Dixon and Sebastian Janikowski, so they should be prepared for this. It didn't Holy, look like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. And did you see <laughs> Pete Carroll's face after he kicked it? It was, it was like he's like, ah. he's like he was speeches like. Ah, well, I think ah, ah. <laughs> I think they asked or Troy Aikman afterward was like, well, that was probably the uh, easiest onside recovery you could ever ask for. He just kicked <laughs> it right to him. The guy was like. Okay, caught it. Uh, the, the guy had enough time to call a <laughs> fair catch. Of course, Witten would have said, don't do that. <laughs> 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 you know, and I teased this I teased this on uh, our last pod, but Dak, and as LJ mentioned, I do think he, he's already got the, the extensions coming. I think each each win now, he's just he's putting dollar signs on top of his yeah, extension. He's, right. he's just cashing bigger checks. But since Dak entered – the league in in 2016, the last three years among active quarterbacks, he now has the most game-winning drives of any quarterback in the NFL, which is wow. something I don't think you would expect. Dak has 14, Drew Brees has 13, Stafford has 13, Derek Carr has 11, Russell Wilson nine, and then Tony's favorite Ben Roethlisberger. He was at eight. How Case Keenum, Case Keenum wasn't on my list. <laughs> Then he I will say Aaron Rodgers has seven, but he also has missed a ton of games. <laughs> and Tom Brady has five, but he also the, the Patriots are winning in a lot of games, so they're not having to put on game winning yeah. drives. Right. But I think what really onto quarterbacks, what really this game started, what led to most of the weekend for me was it offensive coordinators not trusting their quarterbacks. And Seattle's to me was the the biggest yep. one I didn't understand. I understand maybe a little bit on Mitch Trubisky and Lamar Jackson because they're young. But you have Russell freaking yeah. Wilson. The best quarterback on yep. the field was definitely him. And 
it just it didn't make sense to me. Of the Seahawks' 12 drives, four of them were three and outs where Brian Schottenheimer called two runs and then a pass on third and long. Like You're just playing right into the hands of the Cowboys' defense, who, by the way, is good yeah. at stopping the run. If there's one weakness, yeah. I think it might be on the back end with Jeff Heath well, back they, there. They did amount – and then they, yeah, even they pointed, pointed out, out. They, they Seattle has the most three and outs of any team in the league, which surprises me for as well as they run the football. Uh, but they have the most three and out drives of any team in the yeah. league. Well, and well, Bill Barnwell, who writes for ESPN, I, he puts a lot of good stuff out. And on Twitter, he pointed out that Russell Wilson in the game was ten for eleven on p- play action plays with one hundred and fourteen yards. So why wow. the hell are you running the ball every time on first and second? Because you're not running a play action on third and long because everyone knows you're passing. I just didn't I understand know. it. You have a stud back there, and you saw as soon as the game got a little out of hand and they just started letting Russell Wilson yeah. air it out. We didn't know. I held, The Cowboys let, what's his name, Tyler Lockett get open deep. I don't understand how that You can't happens. see him. Yeah. There's one thing <laughs> you need to do. Don't get beat deep. Yeah. He's a little guy. <laughs> he runs around. Boop, boop, boop. But it go? just got me. To- oh, my God. <laughs> but, but, but. Kevin, that's a great point because I mean, the the there are two teams that that seem to be a little bit of a mirror image of each other, and the difference is at quarterback. The difference is Russell Wilson, and so why did you? Are I mean that run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass, punt. You know, Um, it's like they're making. It's like so the Cowboys are wanting to make the the Seahawks play with the hand tied behind their back, and the Seahawks did it for him. Schottenheimer made Russell Wilson play with the hand behind his back. Ridiculous! I didn't understand that at all. And then it got me thinking: Why in the hell is Brian Schottenheimer still getting jobs? I feel like he's been a disappointment everywhere he's been. I went and looked at his tenure. He was at the chart. He was the Chargers' quarterback coach on the worst years of Breeze's Hall of Fame career. Breeze only got better when he left. He did get Sean Payton, so that helps. Then Brian Schottenheimer had the Mark Sanchez-led Jets, where I don't think anyone uh, (laughs) called that offense great. He was also the offensive coordinator at the Jeff Fisher-led Rams, who I don't know if you remember that offense. They got better as soon as Schottenheimer left. And then last year, he was the quarterback (laughs) coach for the Colts, who were ranked 30th in offense, and they got better as soon as he left. I I don't understand why this guy They got Andrew Luck, too. But, you know. Well, I just don't understand why Schottenheimer point. keeps getting jobs. Yeah. He, he's been disappointing everywhere he's gone. And then what he do in the playoffs? He has the best quarterback on the field yeah. and decides that he doesn't want to use him. Not, yeah, to, not to put the ball in his hands. Well, and to be fair, your examples were nailed, nailed but except they did get Andrew Luck yeah. back at the, I do. I get on that one. one. Okay, you That's did get a little bit. <laughs> they did upgrade from Jacoby Brisket. yes but so now let's head on to next week and now the cowboys are going to go play at the rams in los angeles right now as of yesterday it might have changed the line might have moved but it was rams by seven um i'll I'll go to you lj do you think the cowboys have a good shot there or are the rams the overwhelming favorite what do you think i mean i think that that number is a little big but i do think that the rams pull this one out um but I, the the one thing that I take away from looking forward to this week is I can't wait to see whether or not your prediction from week two that uh, Dak Prescott's better than Jared Goff uh, comes true or not. So I still think that's he what is. I'm looking forward to. That's that'll play on repeat next week. We just won't even have an episode if the Cowboys win. We'll just play that. Well, we'll we'll play that also with as Tony brought up earlier in the year how uh, J- Jerry Jones sees a lot of Sean McVay and the Rams and yeah. the Cowboys. Yeah. Isn't that right, yeah. Tony? <laughs> so what do you what do you think cowboys got a good shot or the rams 
especially with that line. Man, I really like the Rams in this game, and here's why. Um, and and I don't know if seven is a big number in the playoffs. It, it we saw that last weekend. It, it, for a home team, seven is a lot, a big number to cover because uh, the, the guys coming in, they don't have anything to lose. But um, the Rams are a balanced offensive team. One, they've got three quality wide receivers, and that's without Cooper Cup. So Cooks, Woods, and Josh Reynolds have all three proven that they can be game uh, game breakers, uh, big time receivers. And Todd Gurley, if he's healthy, man, the, he's he's the best back in the league. It, it, the only guy only guy out there probably better than Ezekiel Elliott as an all around football player because he can catch it, he can run it, he can bang it in the tackles, he can make it on the outside. The guy is just, he's the guy right now, I think, at, at running back. And so they are really, really balanced. Add to that, CJ Anderson now has two weeks yep. uh, under, under big his belt. Big CJ Anderson. In that I don't offense. know what his diet's been, but that man's gotten oh, big yeah. since his Denver days. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of Carolina barbecue in him, man. I'll tell you. Um, he had some Bojangles. <laughs> yeah. You get. You get five to eight carries out of out of CJ Anderson, and then you add fifteen for Gurley, and then another six or seven catches for Gurley. And we haven't even talked about Jared Goff yet. So, like I said, I, the Cowboys don't have that much of a pass rush. If if Jared Goff gets to sit and go to a second read, not that he goes a lot to his second read, <laughs> but if he gets to go to his second read, I think the, I think the Rams are going to be tough to beat. And the Rams have a much better defense than Seattle does. That Aaron Donald, Player of the Year, yeah, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with in the middle, yeah. probably. So, only only unanimous All Pro, I think. So, uh, at defense tag, so back to back years so of they are, All Pro. He's very they good. are he's very good. They at this are football, a much better defensive team. So, and and as so we talked see, about, I, the Rams really got to chip the shot. Here. And McVay, who who we know is an offensive guru, he's going up against a good Cowboys defense, but he's had weeks to uh, a couple weeks now to kind of. Watch film. I'm sure he's watching film on both, but still, he's getting some extra time. Dad, what do you think about that Cowboys-Rams matchup in L.A.? Well, I can tell you that I don't think Sean McVay will not allow Jared Goff to pass. Uh, They will pass the ball downfield. He'll trust him to pass the ball downfield, and that's our weakness. Our weakness. This the we police should be on me now. Uh, but but that's that's Dallas's weakness. It's not up front, and so they're going to pass on us. They've got Aaron Donald, who's going to put pressure on on Dak. Dak, I, I I want the Cowboys to win. I'd love it. It'll be a miracle if they do. I think I think uh, seven's high, but I would I would probably take the Rams and and, and give the points. Uh, I think they're going to be. I think they're better a better team. Well, better coached, I, better team. I do think you're right. McVay's sure. going to he's going to allow golf. He's not going to handcuff golf. He's going to trust him to make the mm-hmm. plays. But if you're the Cowboys, I think that's what you want. If you're going to get beat, get beat by golf, not Gurley. Because as Tony mentioned, Gurley is a stud. And I think if we've seen the key to the Rams, stopping the Rams is you at least got to bottle up Gurley. Because if Gurley's going, then it's over. I mean, it is over. If they got to play action, but golf can beat you. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the Bears proved that he might not be able to. So you know, well, I'm just saying. Was- well, that's they, what you take Gurley yeah. out of the game. That offense doesn't have two of its cylinders. You know, that's yeah, that's what I wanted I to bring I up. Don't LJ, think the Cowboys can shut them like the Bears did. When can you well, name the last time the Rams have beaten a good team? Because I was starting to look at their schedule. It's been a while since they've beaten a good team. Well, I mean, that's why I think seven's mm-hmm. a pretty huge number because I really I think the the Rams had some uh, some flaws shown, and Jared Goff is a young quarterback still, and that shows a little bit in his decision making. And uh, I'm I, you know I'm not. 
I'm not saying that the Rams are a bad team, but I'm just saying that they haven't proven to me that they're as good as their record is in a long time. So I just I I think the Bears showed a a little bit of a chink in that armor, like LJ mentioned. Mm -hmm. And since November 19th was when the the Rams beat the Chiefs in LJ's favorite game ever. And that Monday night football game, that was a, a great game to watch. But the Trevor Lawrence then, of football games. Since then, I think they've gone three and three and three or three and two, and they haven't beaten a playoff team. Their three wins are against the 49ers, Cardinals, and Lions. So it's mm-hmm. I wow. I don't think they're I'm the looking, team we yeah. thought they were at nine and one or whatever when they looked like like, you know, the best in them, maybe NFL. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're bad at all. I just think this game is if you would have told me five, six weeks ago, Cowboys, Rams in the playoffs, I'd have said Rams by by a million, you know, and now I just yeah. think it's a game. It and LA doesn't yeah. have a huge as far as home field advantage. It's not like going to Arrowhead or New England or somewhere where they're playing in Mexico City. You're right. playing where there's yeah. You're playing Cowboys actually have a good fan base out in, in the West Coast. So I think it'll be I don't think the home field advantage yeah. is as oh, no, crazy. They've got it'll an awful be, fan base everywhere, let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, Cowboys fans, if you're listening to this, if you would, uh, if you're trying to buy some tickets, we have. I'd like to take a second to tell you about our new friends over from TixBlitz.com. They are Tix the official, Blitz. the official ticket provider of the JPP Pod. And unlike other ticket providers, they don't sneak in those little extra fees and unexplained service charges. At TixBlitz, the price you see is the price you pay. So if you want to get to the game, or if you're looking for a concert, or really any show, they do Broadway shows. They do it all. Just go to TixSplits.com, that is T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com, and enter the promo code ARMCHAIR, and you'll get 5% off your total ticket purchase. So, uh, Boy, making, I'm looking. If, I could pay $1,200 for uh, Hamilton tickets. Look at that. Uh, yeah, and 5% is $1,200, you know. <laughs> now we're talking about some yeah, savings. Yeah, that's a big savings. <laughs> I gotta, so, uh, I gotta get me some Elton John tickets. Can I get Elton John tickets on any tickets you, you want? If you're looking for some tickets, hit up TickSplits.com. It's guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions. So, wow. hey, is right. it too late to go to Buble? I can go to Buble <laughs> on. Find well, it, I can baby. look that up for you right would now. Would you go? Would you go see Michael Buble, Tony? If I got my tickets through TickSplits, Tick I would. I'm not sure if you gave me tickets, I'd go see him. I mean, he's oh, okay. Michael Bublé's talented. Come on. Well, this I mean, isn't no, this isn't the music podcast. <laughs> I'm not, dude. I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying I don't think I'd go. I, you know, I'm, he's good. I respect it. I just don't think I'd go. Well, let's. Let, we still got. We still got a couple games to get to from I, from for this. I week, do not so. have a retort to that. Let's go straight into um, the next days on Sunday's games, and we'll talk about the Chargers beating the Ravens. And uh, that speaking of, I think I mentioned that the Seahawks started the the, the trend of not trusting your quarterbacks, and uh, Harbaugh and the Ravens just kept that trend going. Where they didn't let what I think it was uh, Lamar Jackson had attempted nine throws when he got the ball with like ten minutes wow. left in the fourth quarter. He had only attempted nine at that point. Now Lamar wasn't great. Don't get me wrong, mm. but at some point, I don't. I think you got to start realizing. Oh, the Chargers just saw us two weeks ago. This scheme's not surprising them. They've got us figured out. Let's try to throw it downfield. And oh, all of a sudden, when you're down twenty-three to three, it started working for them, and they almost got back in that game. I yeah. uh, let, I'll toss it over to you, LJ. First, uh, what what were your thoughts on on some of that game? I think this was the game that I was most excited about coming into this week. Me too. Uh, I, I felt like this was going to be the best game, and it. it 
it wasn't a, a great game. I mean, it was just it was it got close at the end, but it was not terribly fun to watch. It was it was it, it was, was tough to watch, really. It was, it, it was it tough. Did, yeah, it, it didn't feel like good defense either. It, it felt like just kind of rough play. Like it just didn't feel clean to me. So it really mm. showed. I think what you saw was the Ravens in this Lamar Jackson run. It was it was a good run, but it was a lot of and we've talked about it. It's different that you don't see this week to week. It's like. Playing the almost like when you go play the triple option in college football when you don't play Georgia Tech every week. So every now and then that kind of can surprise you. But mm-hmm. the Chargers just played the Ravens, and I think they watched some film. And it was interesting. Adam Schefter pointed out that the Chargers used seven defensive backs on 58 of their 59 defensive snaps on Sunday, which per NFL next-gen stats, that was only used by every other team. Only seven defensive backs was used 50 times in all of the regular season. Wow. So mm. – People aren't doing that, and the Chargers – and they did that, and it was it was a lot like they were swapping their safeties for linebackers, so they were getting speed to try to stop mm-hmm. that horizontal run game where you get out on the edges, which was yeah. – it, it's interesting. It's a lot like back in the day playing NCAA when, when teams would try to – when people would try to use speed, like those fast guys on the outside, you just go in like a 4-2-5 and put a bunch of defensive backs out there and put speed. And I, if you're the Ravens, at some point, you got to think, they're they're stuffing us. We got to figure out a way to score, and they just kept running, kept running, kept running. Uh, there was a lot of people talking about maybe putting in uh, Joe Flacco at some point in that game. What what do you think about Harbaugh's decisions in that in that game, Dad? Well, I I thought he probably should have put in Flacco. I really, really? do, just to try something else. Nothing was going right for him. Um, you know, they sacked. Uh, uh, what is it? Lamar Jackson had seven sacks. He was sacked seven times. Um, and I also read something that said that the Chargers knew the plays. For instance, and I know they studied tape, but I thought this was interesting. They could read the Baltimore left tackle Ronnie Stanley's feet. If his feet were even, they knew it was a run play. If his left foot was back, they knew it was a pass, you know, because he's going to have to backpedal. And that worked, I think, all but one time, they said. So, I mean, they th- their offense was so predictable, and they had to dumb it down for Lamar Jackson. And that just – when you see it's not working, put Flacco in. Try something well, or different. Either that, or let Flacco or let Jackson start throwing. I mean, clearly through or, that or, first or turn half, him loose. Yeah, yeah turn him loose. What, him whatever they were the doing ball. in the first half was not working. Like you said, clearly the Chargers had a read on it, and it wasn't working. And they came up. But don't you think Lamar Jackson looked shit. scared? Lamar Jackson looked. He, <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he was scared. over right. his head. He was over his head, <laughs> hey. and, and I, I'm surprised he came back at all. What about he that throw it, uh, in the fourth quarter where they started letting him run around? He made that throw to yeah. Dixon, who looked like he was running with a, 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 I don't know, a big heavy backpack. I don't know how he got caught by a linebacker in the, on that <laughs> well, throw. Kenneth but, Dixon's uh, a big boy. So, well, <laughs> what'd you think, Tony? I'll tell you, well, I mean, Lamar Jackson knew what flavor bubble gum Melvin Ingram was chewing. I mean, because Melvin had well, him Melvin down so tall. caused some trouble so, in that game. Yeah, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. First of all, I really disagree with LJ on this one. I really enjoyed this game. This was a, a throwback oh. football game because okay. what happened is you saw defenses, The when it started, the charge would get a couple first downs, establish, uh, establish uh, field position, Baltimore couldn't move. They kept getting good field position, so it was a true, honest, we're trying to get into scoring position game. They were playing playing football, and I thought, for me, I watching that, I thought it was great. Not, not a lot of penalties, but um, uh, but it was really, I thought that was good uh, field position football. 
one. So so I liked it, and that both the defenses were hitting. Fair enough. Uh, two, I I I was with Lifford all the way on Flacco until I started thinking about it, and you know, I. What was Flacco going to do if if they're sacking at probably the fastest quarterback on Lamar in the Jackson, league to Lamar yeah. Jackson? Flacco's going to be a pancake. How is Flacco going to get out of the pocket? Now I didn't think but, about but here, it till later, I, but but again, play action and let him throw the ball deep. That's the one thing they weren't able to do is establish a deep ball against the Chargers, and I think that was a problem. So, but I, I really liked it, and we have a new hero in the league, the Money Badger. Michael Badgley, five field goals, what it was, <laughs> the money badger. You got to love him. Kid comes in the middle of the year, he's missed one field goal. Chicago wishes they'd The one they'd thing the Chargers him. could never do was kick Boy. field goals, and now they got a kicker. They got a kicker, the money badger, man. I heard that on like some nickname. other place. It's a money badger. We got to get him. But oh, yeah. I was the last thing, that, and we'll talk about the Chargers probably this weekend in a second. Uh, you know, the Chargers are known for this, and they have got to fix this. Man, they had Baltimore by the throat, and they let him get back into the ball game. They are notorious for letting people back into yeah. the ball game. They have yes. got to stop that if they if they're yes. going to win this weekend. But and there's a, there's that, a guy, and you're right. We'll get to it. There's a guy on the other end. They're playing this week. Who you better you better little, put him out. He's pretty good at it. I'll keep going. He's pretty good at it. Um. Mm-hmm. The the only thing I wanted to touch on that Flacco Lamar Jackson I, the only reason I say there's no way you put Flacco in is because what are the positives at least with Jackson you get some learning like he learned the playoffs are tough and he even had some resilience by almost bringing him back a little bit and the team buys into him if you bench him you maybe ruin his confidence and now what what's the best case scenario Flacco plays decent and they either almost win and now do you cut him do you have to pay him that twenty five million with Jackson as your backup. I think they're ready to move on from quarterbacks, and you made that decision when you put Jackson in and stuck with him, and you don't you don't waver I, on it now. I, I I mean I hear you. I got to disagree with you because I mean how many times do you get an opportunity to go to a Super Bowl? I mean I think you pull out all the stops. But does, does Flacco win it if, if Lamar Jackson and, but, can't but, get away from Melvin Ingram like Tony said? But, 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 but no, I know, and I wanted to say this then: Lamar Jackson, if if he would have taken three steps and the ball's out. He might have been okay, but he never did that. He'd take three steps. Oh, first read's covered. He yeah. doesn't have time to go to the second read. I mean, he was holding the ball, y'all. Yeah. It wasn't like he was I getting get- rid of it quick. Flacco could have been three steps, balls out, and and something has to happen. And Lamar could not. He was not at a at a an intellectual place with the game, or the game was so fast for him that he couldn't pull the trigger quick enough. And I I get what you're saying about yeah. his confidence, but I'm just. Man, you don't get a chance. Ask Dan Marino. You don't get a chance to get to the Super Bowl very often. Yeah. If you ever get in the playoffs, you pull everything out of your ass you can to make point. it because you never know when you'll get an opportunity like that again. I'm, and, that's just the way I feel. And, and we you have play, seen, you even play when you got sensitive nipples, man. You go. I mean, <laughs> if you got sensitive you nipples, got to go. you get out there and you play damn football. <laughs> that's right. Got to go. Good lord. I do. I want to give uh, Joe Flacco a little bit of credit. They asked. They tried after the game. They were trying to bait him into saying something about how he should have got in, and he just stood with his guys and he just took it. And he was like, you know, we went, Jackson played good. I think Lamar should have stuck in there, and he was very. I thought that was a very a big thing of him because he easily could have came out and been like, well, they shouldn't have benched me. Clearly, blah blah blah, and yeah. at least thrown like some subtle shots out there. And he just was like, 
Well, whatever we lost, he it was a very team team guy, and he'll I think he'll be a starting quarterback somewhere. Yeah, starting oh, yeah. next year. Yeah. So yeah, he gonna make yeah. a big check. He's he's gonna be in Tampa Bay after Jameis Winston goes down because Dirk, uh, whoever they pick down there. But here's the thing, Bruce Arians. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Arians. He loves that guy. Um, mm. the the funniest mm. thing of the whole game, I don't in that fourth quarter they kept cutting to Joe Flacco on the sidelines. And Lamar's over yeah. in his big coat. He's I mean, he's like this, and you can see his he's shell shocked. Flacco is just smiling, giving him encouragement because <laughs> Joe Flacco knew I ain't going in this game, man. It's all right by me. Hey, I know I'm somewhere else, and I ain't gonna get the shit kicked out of me by going out on that field. Come on, come on, Lamar. It'll be okay. Shoot. Come on, you can do it, buddy. Joe, Joe Flacco Hilarious. probably is sitting there thinking next year I want to be in Florida, either playing in Jacksonville or Tampa yep. Bay. Weather's going to be Damn nice. Right. I don't yep. need this big ass jacket. I let the young guns hey, take the hits. Flacco <laughs> has his ring. Flacco's got his ring, and so he's like, man, Drew. Yeah, no. Hey, Lamar. You keep, know what keep else your he's head got, up, brother? <laughs> what else has he got? The other thing he's got is a contract, and I guarantee you, he got a big fat check. That's right. For sitting on his dead ass right. on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, hey, hey, everybody man, coming out of Delaware let's, gets a business degree, you know. So hey, come on. <laughs> Gotta give him credit. Let's let's look ahead and and Tony, Tony started on it, and that's uh Chargers better find a way to kick a team when they're out because next week they're going at the Patriots, where yeah. I have Patriots favored by four and a half. And one one yeah. guy that is never done until it's over is old Tom Brady. I Interestingly to me on this game, the Patriots are eight and zero at home so far this year, and the Chargers are, well, they're twelve and four on the road, really, because they don't even have it. Home, <laughs> yeah. But technically, they're they're that's right. technically they're eight and zero on the road. So you got two teams that are one undefeated on the road yeah. and one that's undefeated at home. I think you get you get a battle at two. So LJ, what do you think? This is the game that excites me the most. You got two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Who are you picking? I mean, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I think I'm picking uh, the Chargers in this one because I think the Patriots really? are not what they've been uh, at the end of this year. I think this is another example of a of a great record, but I think generally not quite what their record is. Uh, you know, this has been a thing for me. This they get to the Patriots week, get to play clearly, the AFC but, East. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, and uh, and they hadn't looked great. They didn't even went out and the, they, you know, they lost to Pittsburgh and Dolphins at the end of the season, and you know. Pulled it out against the Bills, so I guess that's pretty good. But yeah, uh, they did. They did finish beating the Bills and someone else crappy, the Jets. I think they beat the, the Bills Jets, and Jets yeah, to finish the yeah, year. Yeah, uh, and now Patriots fans are like, "We're back." Yeah, I I don't think so. I think that that team's not what they were two years ago. I I just think that um, I I would like to see uh, the Patriots lose too, so there might be some bias um, in me. But <laughs> that's where I stand. What do you think, Pops? You, you with that or? You know, I, this is a tough call, but I'm going to go with uh, my guy, Philip Rivers, and I'm going to really? go with with LA. Yeah, the Chargers, I, I think they've got a better – when you go – it's not about the X's and O's. It's about the – what is it? The Jacks and the Joey Joe's Bosa's. or whatever. <laughs> oh, you mean Joey Bosa. <laughs> I'm saying – I'm saying, I'm saying the Chargers have better athletes. Yeah. Uh, they have better athletes. Well, did I see Hunter and, and Henry? They, they did have, he come back or is he coming he back? He's supposed to play next week. He's supposed to play next week. That's if, big. If New, Eng- if New England wins, it'll be because Belichick did his magic yep. and, and and he outcoached. Uh, is it Vance? Joe? Who, Anthony, who Anthony, Vance? Vance. Joseph doesn't have a Anthony, job Anthony Lynn. Yeah, Anthony. <laughs> that's right, Anthony Lynn. Well, and Anthony Lynn, who kind of came up with. I mean, a kind of a, that crazy seven defensive back defense yeah. against Dixon and that other guy and Lamar. I mean, the guys that can really run the ball, and you've got smaller guys out there. 
I mean that that was that was pretty. That was Belichick uh, pretty, like to do something like that. that it, throw. It, exactly to try something like that. So I I'm taking the Chargers and, and well, it's, it should be a great game. Are you sticking with it, Uncle Tony? Are you taking Phil Rivers or, or you got the goat? Oh man, Mr. Brady. Well, I do want to. It's a I, tough one. I, uh, Lifford is absolutely correct. This is the first time that I can remember up and down the the field that the New England Patriots do not have better athletes than the team that they're playing against. Uh, other than yeah. other than at tight end, uh, and uh, even with Hunter, even with what, Hunter, even are we sure? Might yeah. Are Gronk, you sure? Gronk's yeah, basically yeah. had five weeks off. He's gonna be fine. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, um, he can he can play twice every five weeks. If you the whole season, the if you look at the schedule, two games in a row. He's I hadn't got noticed big, him since week one against he's Miami. Got five weeks off, and then he'll have a couple good games, and he's got another five weeks off. I'm t- Gronk. I, I predict Gronk's going to have a hell of a game uh, coming up. You think he's Tim Duncaning over there? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a, that is a great analogy. Uh, I think. Yeah, let me let me keep me out these two games and put me in eighteen and fifteen. Um, so I, I think that uh, I, I do. You know, I, I think this is a case where I think the better team loses. I think that when it comes down what I said about the Chargers earlier, they just for some reason can't keep a lead. And if you don't do that on this, especially this road game against this team mm-hmm. with this set of coaches, I'm, I'm not a Josh McDaniels fan, but you give Belichick two weeks to get ready for anybody, he's going to beat your ass. And so um, I, I think he's been – he was game, plan, game planning for the Chargers this week. Or last week, he's got another uh, plan in mind. I, I, I think the Patriots win this one by two. You know, I, I if I'm on a betting man, I, I've got the Chargers on this one to cover. But I, I just, I, the Patriots win this by a late field goal. I think maybe thirty four, thirty one, something like that. I think I, 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 this game, I'm really torn on. I'm super pumped to watch Philip Rivers and and uh, yeah. Tom Brady go, and I think it's, they both have a too. ton of respect for each me other too. and. Shoot, mm-hmm. they had the last time they played in the playoffs was way back in what I think it was like 07 when Rivers tore his ACL and played throughout the game. Anyway, finished the game yeah. on it. So I think Philip Rivers kind of licking his chops to get another chance at Tom Brady, who is who is the GOAT. But I, I do think y'all are on to something, Pops, where the athletes and Tony, you said it, LJ said it, but they're between Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, they're beast on the defensive end. And if, if Lamar Jackson couldn't get away from it, Brady's going to have a hard time now. Brady will make a lot quicker reads, as Dad pointed out. I, there's one thing Brady will do. He'll do the pre-snap read. Yeah, he'll get rid of the ball. But yeah. And then I do think there's something to Gronk being a little more healthy this week, and and you could see mm-hmm. something. But Derwin James, that rookie safety, is an yeah. animal he's back there. And yeah, he's, they drafted him two cover but tight the, ends. To, yeah, so, the hey, can point. do so yeah. much on offense. This though. is what he's brought to the NFL to do, is to guard the, yeah, the dynamic yeah. tight yeah, end, but, which will be Gronk. So I, yeah. Yeah. And well, here this you is, go. This is Gronk's uh, maybe last two raw, because I think he's probably done, because the Patriots, clearly, they showed it last offseason. They're going to try yeah. to get rid of that contract because hey. he's a shell himself. And I think he'd rather – Retire and go to the WWE yeah. before he plays a year anywhere yeah. other than Tom Here, Brady's quarter. Here's your key player. Game. Key player this game is James White. I think James White is either going to score or get a very long uh, draw play, 20, 25 yard touchdown run. I think it's going to make the difference late in the fourth. They're going to be, the Chargers are going to be over aggressive on the edges, uh, trying to get that sack, and James White's going to surprise them up the middle. So there's my call on that one. 
I I'm I'm taking the Chargers in this game. I think the Patriots what the, and mm-hmm. they've missed it a lot this year. They're missing that Danny Amendola because Edelman's not been quite that guy that just beats man coverage real quick off because Brady's got to do those Dude, quick reads, quick throws that, over the middle, and okay. we'll see if he can. I don't know if you've seen Edelman's. But hey, I have Edelman. I had Edelman in fantasy football. He was one of my players. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> And it I'll took a while, you, but we got man, we got a Tony. Even when fantasy's over, we still get is, a, we he, still get to hear about He's really his team. catching the ball well right now. I, I would disagree with that statement. He's he's more than Amendola was during this case. So well, he'll need to on Sunday. Sunday. They need somebody deep. But anyway, we'll see. So let's go to the last game of the week before we get out of here, and that is the Eagles and Bears. Eagles beat them sixteen to fifteen on the double doinker, <laughs> as we mentioned earlier this week. Uh, Poor, poor Cody Parker. Real quick, can I can I play y'all? I don't know if y'all have heard this, but uh, here's the Spanish broadcast of Cody Park Cody Parky's kick. Pie de Cody Parky, 43 yardas. El snap, le mete el pie. Distancia, dirección. Le dio el poste. No, falló. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. I mean, it's just great. I just, I love it, man. And and we kind of touched on it before, but Cody Parkey might be the most impressive kicker we've seen all year. The way that man just, LJ put it in the, he sent it to us, but. He hits the he hits the uprights more than anybody I've ever seen in my entire okay. life. <laughs> so here here's the craziest thing. He did a new offseason program to get himself ready. He all year long instead of kicking through uprights, he picked objects to kick at. So he would kick at a pole. <laughs> he, this is serious. He would kick at a pole. No. He would kick at a friend. He would kick at he kicked <laughs> at objects. This guy hit. Oh my god. So he did. He hit six. He did what he practiced this year. <laughs> you six. play like you practice. You play like you game. practice. <laughs> you play like you practice. And I, I bet you he doesn't do that this offseason. But yeah, he well, he practiced kicking at objects. Well, he might not He's, be employed this offseason. He, hey, he is the best fucking kicker in the world. <laughs> should we should we allow points? I feel like we should. You should get points for hitting the upright. If you can do that on purpose, Australian rules. Like, let's give six points for hitting the upright. Australian rules. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. In tennis, if you hit the line, it's in, right? In tennis and volleyball, line is, line in, is yeah. in, isn't it? Line is in. That's pretty uh, good. Line should be. I in. like that idea, though. Yeah, I, I bet you. If yes, Miss McCluskey, she'll go for that. Six points if you hit the upright. <laughs> you know, he actually. The the ball got tipped. It wasn't just yeah, off it his did, foot. It did barely, he it, it barely. Did, it did, it did. Well, and he so he hit the pole through a tip ball. Like that's either that's maybe <laughs> yeah. the most impressive thing I've ever yeah. heard. And also, like, could you imagine he had three poles? <laughs> could you imagine him? Uh, he's sitting there uh, thinking he just cost his team the game, and now he can say, "Well, it was somebody else's fault." Like, could you imagine how redeeming that feels to find out that you. <laughs> I didn't realize it had been tipped. If the Bears are, are told that uh, a Hester is going to make a big play on special teams this week, then I think they would have been okay with it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Cody Parker he stood up to the to the the media and said he cost his team a win, and it, it was. It, I felt bad for the guy. That has to be tough. And for a Chicago fan like LJ, if you're watching that game down there in Chicago, I bet that had to be heartbreaking because not only 
He makes the first kick. I always feel bad when they ice him and they make the first mm-hmm. one. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Now the bad one's yeah. coming. But yeah. then that was the worst thing because it hit the upright and then you saw it hit the next upright. But from the angle, you weren't quite sure yeah. if it didn't, if it bounced back in or bounced out. Like yeah. you still like had a little bit of hope mm-hmm. after it hit the upright that maybe, yeah. just yeah. maybe it went yeah. in. That one was tough. Mm-hmm. But let, let's mm-hmm. get into the game itself a little bit. And the – the, the the legend that is Nick Foles in the playoffs. <laughs> it just keeps on going. Um, MVP. The game kind of reminded me. The game kind of reminded me of uh, earlier, and we talked about the previous two games where again I felt like Chicago didn't really let Mitch attack until late in the game. The one thing the Eagles couldn't do all year is cover a damn soul because every corner they have is on injured reserve. And then late in the fourth <laughs> quarter, Chicago finally started throwing it deep to Allen Robinson, yeah. and yeah. whoa, it, it was working. It looked good. I, and then Tariq Cohen got four touches that's the one dynamic guy on chicago's offense yeah and he barely touched the ball yeah that game just surprised yeah. me i think the i think we talked uh, tony talked about how the better team might lose this week in the patriots chargers i think the better team lost last sunday I night in this oh, no doubt yeah no doubt yeah. yeah yeah they really did yeah it is it is and really then, strange it's really strange to watch that game and see how philadelphia came back because Chicago just flat made two big mistakes, letting Alshon Jeffrey get behind him for for whatever reason. They decided not to cover the biggest receiver, not for them, but on the whole field. Nobody was bigger yeah. than Alshon Jeffrey, and they let him go. Maybe just they thought he was there. back to play. He's waving him. his arms yeah. at Nick Foles. Hey, here I am. And then finally, Golden Tate makes a play. So uh, finally, uh, yeah, finally uh, that trade's worked. It, it took till the fourth off. quarter. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> But I, you know, Kevin, I, I, the biggest thing is Trey Burton didn't play in that game. So I think that did hurt him. I think that was a big key uh, because that's the guy the 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 uh, Eagles linebacking core is not that deep. It's not that good. If he's in the game, I think they have some mid range uh, throws and something Trubisky can go to. And so I, I don't know if LJ has heard this rumor, but. Uh, a buddy of mine uh, that I play fantasy football with here in, here in the Rock um, from Chicago. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's uh, fair. Don't give him the ding for that. So here's the <laughs> here's the here's the rumor here because Trey Burton was not on the injured list all week long. So apparently, Friday oh. night, Trey and whoever his partner is, I don't know if he's married or single or got. But apparently there was well, if a. He's got, if he's got a good looking wife, you'd know it. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, so apparently there was a little accident in the bedroom, and he pulled his oh groin. Boy. And no, uh, I have not heard that. So he had to go in. <laughs> he had to go into the trainer on Saturday and explain what happened because he hasn't been hurt all week, right? He's not on any injury list, so he's got to go in yeah. and say, "Oh, here's what happened," and apparently. Little bedroom antics. I don't know if he was the one getting tied up or he was in a pretzel position. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Pulled his groin, got out of the game. And so now well, the Bears have I will had say, the you weirdest right. stories it, this year. Yeah. I don't know if that I don't know. I can't say that he pulled his groin doing a little extracurricular activities in the bedroom, but he did. He was not on the list all week. And then on Saturday morning he had to he said, Is it tightened up? And then he had to go to the trainer. So I, no, I, I didn't know. I believe it. No, I believe it. The Bears have had weird stories because you also have a comic book shop or no, a sports card memorabilia shop breaking an injury for the Bears a few weeks ago. And then Cody Parkey taking a police escort to Soldier Field uh, like two weeks ago. Yeah. So they I yeah. mean, the weird stories just keep piling yeah. on with this yeah. team. So anyway, there's there's one for you. 
Pops, what'd you <laughs> think? Is, was is the Nick's fault? Nick Foles magic? Just is it? Just, you can't beat it. Is there some crazy juju going on there? <laughs> I don't know what to think with all that stuff they were talking about. There's some crazy juju, Jeez. all right. Nick, I got some weird pictures in my mind. Nick um, Foles sent the visitor over. It's not there. Nick That's Foles. Well, there's rumors about Nick Foles if we're talking about the bedroom. Yeah, Nick Foles. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, oh you, haven't, you haven't heard his name. You haven't heard his no. name. No. Well, uh, earmuffs for all the young ones out there, but the nickname is uh, Big Dick Nick. That, that's what his nickname is around uh, the locker room. See, he hangs, okay, he hangs around with Eric Big okay. Dick Necker. Okay. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, Trent Richardson? I was, hey, so I was Davis. disappointed that – I was disappointed that she, that the, the double doink happened because Chicago was clearly the also better Nick team. Also, Nick Falls' nickname. Bob's can't even finish. He can't even finish his thought. <laughs> that was way better than the Flacco joke from the other no, day. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> It's a close one. That's what we call hitting a floor and a ceiling at the same time. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Dad, what were you saying? Well, I, the, I'm disappointed that I won't get to see Chicago play New Orleans. That yeah. would have been a uh, yeah. that would have been a that would have been a hell of a game. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I would like to see that. Can same. we talk real quick about the weird ruling on Anthony Miller's incomplete, complete <laughs> catch fumble? But now it's not a catch because it's a fumble screwed up. It, and they that got was it right. the weirdest thing. And then you have you have the rule expert come on. It was hilarious. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth asked the rules expert. <laughs> so are, are they just making this up? And he goes, uh, "Yeah, I think so. It sounds like they are." <laughs> and then apparently. If you look, I have the little screenshot. I can send it to you. Someone put it on Twitter, but uh, there's the rule is if there's no video evidence of a clear recovery or the ball going out of bounds, the ruling of incomplete stands, even yeah. if it was a catch. Yeah. So the interpretation of it's like thing A happened, but because thing C never happened, thing A actually didn't happen. It didn't happen. So yeah. I guess that's the way it works. The lesson is, and I don't know why people need to learn this again, but always, always, always pick up the ball and. Why do the refs keep blowing the whistle early? Let the play happen and then go review it. I don't know why they keep doing this. It's yeah. just ridiculous. There was a good example of a referee not blowing a whistle early. And was it the Baltimore touchdown? Well, there was one where wasn't... they blew it too early where Melvin yeah. Gordon fumbled and the guy picked up and ran it for a touchdown. Yeah. But he it ended down. up being the right yeah. call. Yeah. But if it would have been the wrong call and he wasn't down, they would have had an inadvertent yeah. whistle and it would have been no touchdown for Baltimore, which would have been, which would have been screwy. I just don't understand why these refs yeah. don't. You can always go back and review it and change it to down, but once they blow that whistle, LJ knows all about the inadvertent whistle back in the day with the Chargers Broncos. That that the play is dead right then. Why not just let it play and then go review it? We've had tons of reasons to learn that, but they still Yep. And you say no one on the the Eagles or there was no clear recovery for that ball where Anthony Miller dropped it. Well, that's because the ref instantly ran over it and started blowing his hands and stood over the football. So yeah, no one picked it up. That's exactly what did it. The ref was running to stop the play, and when he ran over the football, everybody just thought it was dead. I mean, that that ref, I don't think he meant to, but that's why nobody went and picked up the football, because yeah. he blew it dead and ran across the football. It, yeah. it was yep. a weird deal. 
But I think they handled it the only way they could handle it. Yeah, it just is weird. It's weird here saying, yeah, it was a catch, but since no one recovered the fumble, we are going to roll it an incomplete, even though it was a catch. It just is wild. But so the biggest the biggest line of the weekend, our last game, uh, Eagles Saints, and this is the the nightcapper on Sunday night this week. Saints are favored by nine. Was the last one I've seen that might have moved a little bit. Uh, Tony, what do you think? Is that line too big? Or yes. That's a big number. I like, are you putting? Are you counting out Big Dick Nick? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think. Uh, and now we'd like to uh, we'd like to welcome our newest sponsor, Subway, where you still have that five dollar foot long. Um, good lord. <laughs> anyway, um, I should have segued that better. Uh, no, I, I think. Um, Keep that in, Anna. I had a tip. Well, yeah, that yeah. might have gotten cut. Yeah, well, I'm okay. not for that follow up. You know, I yeah. man, if I had some tickets, so uh, no, I think the Eagles can stay with the Saints. However, uh, because the Saints right now are playing that conservative type of of uh, playoff football, I, I think you saw that last couple of weeks for them. They're going to try to pound the ball against Philadelphia, which you should uh, to try to establish it. But they have got to hit their spots, and one thing that that Drew Brees and Michael Thomas can do is they can find holes in a zone defense. And and I, I think Michael Thomas will have a huge game against the Eagles. If Allen Robinson can get 143 yards, Michael Thomas ought to get 675. So um <laughs> I hope he has his cell phone ready yeah. on the goalpost because he's gonna be yeah. in the end zone. Yeah, Joe Horn's already been beat out, but I think maybe Joe yep. Horn has a couple of playoff records he can get for him. But um I, I think that uh, uh I think the Saints do win this one, but the Eagles will be able to score on the Saints. And and that's the one thing you don't realize the Saints do have a vulnerable secondary. It has improved but they do have a vulnerable secondary and the Eagles have no run game. They have Darren Sproles. So, um, so you, mm. I, yeah, I All think right. they put a door yeah. the Explorer backpack on Darren Sproles and see if he can score a couple of times. And that's it. <laughs> you know, otherwise I think it's, it's the Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Michael Thomas uh, show. And I think the saints win this one, probably something like a 30 something to 20, 28, 34, 28, well, something like that. And you know, 30. the last time these two teams played, it was in the Superdome, and the, the Saints beat them 48 to 7. Now, that was when the wow. schmuck Carson Wentz was playing quarterback, yeah, not, not. not Mr. Nick Foles himself. <laughs> but, uh, you can't LJ, what do you think? You think the Saints can cover that big nine? Well, I think this is the first one that I think that the, the better team is the one with the bigger record. Um, but I definitely, <laughs> the nine is too big of a number. I don't think I'd take that nine. I just think. I think that uh, that definitely the Saints win. Are you saying are you saying number. bigger is better? <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh Lord, I'm saying Dad, what do you think? In what this do you particular think? case, <laughs> yeah, we know three games. It's the motion of the ocean, but in this one, the, the size of the ship matters. <laughs> heard, I know, I heard Dad, I know you're a big the, Drew Brees fan. But anyway, go ahead. Good Lord, <laughs> Kevin says. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Dad, I know I know you're a big Drew Brees guy, and and we we all hoping to see a little Philip Rivers Chargers and and Brees Saints matchup. So what, what do you think? Do you think the Eagles pull this one out? Maybe the magic no, continues no, with Saints. To no, no, the magic the magic is over. Uh, you've got Kamara, and I know that he didn't do a shitting thing the last few games <laughs> of the regular season because they were saving him up for this. He was on my fantasy team, and he did. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm he, I'm just Kamara is arguably 
as is yeah. in the top yeah. three weapons in the no backfield doubt. in the NFL right yeah. now, and he's yeah. healthy and he's ready to go. You've got Drew Brees, who is a quarterback that is a. I think I, I didn't come up with this, but he's a problem solver. He can figure some things out. If you get in a bind, Drew Brees is that guy mm-hmm. that can take you home. And they've got a pretty decent defense. Uh, and then the uh, who's the receiver y'all just Michael mentioned Thomas that's going to get six hundred. Michael Thomas. I mean, yeah, I, there's no way the Saints don't win this game, in my opinion. And if if I have, I, it's a big number, but if I had to choose, I'd, take, I'd take, take the Saints I and I'd give I'm you the you. nine. Yeah, I think I, I'm with you. I'd give you the nine. I'd, so 16 points was enough to beat Mitch Trubisky and the Bears, but it ain't going to beat Sean Payton and Drew Brees. I mean, it, no, you, you, you better true. bring, you better score some points to beat that group. Yeah. The dome is going to be rocking. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you remember last oh. year, Philadelphia played Atlanta in the divisional round with. I, pretty much, they were the number one seed, but Nick Foles and company. You, you know what that score was? Fifteen to ten. Mm-hmm. Atlanta had scored forty something points the week before. It was fifteen to ten. Wouldn't be surprised if something like that happens with New Orleans being on top on that one. But I, it would be really strange. It, uh, the one person really, and all honestly, you know, Michael Thompson's not going to get six hundred seventy five yards. But the, the, I think the key here is actually what Ted. Ted Ginn, <laughs> Ted Ginn Jr., I think, is healthy now uh, for the Saints and is back as that number two wide out. And so I think he's probably going to make a big play and is probably going to either, either be the backbreaker or could be that big play to to get New Orleans there. He's going to drop a sure catch say, or he is going to make an yeah, incredible – no, or yeah. he'll make an incredible catch. Ted he'll Ginn do will something. do something. He'll do something. He was, yeah, yeah. You're, I think he was you're missing right. for the first six, eight weeks or ten weeks of the season. So, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what yeah. he does. So, real quick, we're going to do a little lightning round where we each get two teams and uh, we'll do it in a draft, a snake order. LJ, I believe you've got the order for us, right? I do. I do. I've uh, come up with the number. Uh, I've given us each a grade over the bye-bye-bye and the playoffs. Okay. I graded on a curve right. because it was necessary. This was a really weak class. Um, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> can't so, argue that. Hey, so I got my degree. Do you, do you, does, the low, does the lowest score pick no. first or does the highest score highest pick score. first? If it's like a draft, the, the worst finisher. Well, are you assuming well, that you're down at the bottom? Right? I don't want Tony to pick first. <laughs> There's a good chance. <laughs> I don't want to pick first. I, if I'm I just, last, I want to pick last. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you how the scores is made. Is uh, I took an impressiveness score, which is combining uh, how bold your playoff picks were versus how accurate they were. Um, okay, so I want the last place so, to get the pick. Yeah, so, so that was uh, that was rough for pops for sure. And then uh, for for the buys, oh. I uh, I took a percentage of good buys, and then uh, and then you know subtracted or added the amount of growth you put on your team. And took a grade on that. So the final grades for this semester are uh, <laughs> Kevin's got a 90. He's got an A minus. I've got an 87. Woo! Tony's got a 76. And Pops is rocking that Arkansas C as a 71. <laughs> <laughs> so I pick first. So what, you how are we doing, LJ? You, you just tell us how you tell us how you graded it. So, so who, how does the order go for the draft? Does it go? Well, yeah. you won. You won the season. You won the season, so Kevin gets to go first. I think that's <laughs> yeah. the way it goes. I guess the way it goes, too. Well, yeah. it's a, well, it'll be easy. I'll I go agree. first, and I'm taking the, the Drew Brees and the Saints. I think it's a no-brainer at, in right. the Superdome. Right. So, LJ, on to you. Uh, let me take – And this is teams you think are most likely to win the Super Bowl, so. Yeah. Right, yeah. Two teams um, win the Super I'm going to take 
I'm going to take the Chargers. All right. Those are probably the top two I would put on my board. Now, Uncle Tony, mm-hmm. what you got? Saints. All right. We already the Saints have already no. been taken. No, you, you can't, can't take no. the team already They've taken. already been drafted, my Jeez. I only did that. <laughs> We're getting a little late. We're getting a little late. There's no, a couple vodkas in Tony. Sorry, no. I did that so I could hear Meisenheimer. You gotta have a Meisenheimer out there. Everybody's got one. So I just wanted to hear it. That, that was it. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. So, so I'm Saints sorry. and Chargers are off the board there, Uncle Tom. Patriots. <laughs> okay. Patriots, old Tom mm. Brady. And rounding out the caboose. What do you got, Pops? You get back-to-back picks here. I get back-to-back Yes, picks? sir. Snaking oh, it. Snake, baby. Snake draft. All Being right. on the bottom's all right. I'm, I'm, taking Kent, I'm taking Kansas City and Indianapolis. Okay. Kansas, winner Indy. of that so, game. So you're taking the like winner that of that choice. game. All right. I like that choice. No, no, no. Yeah, let's see. Well, basically, you're yeah. picking those. I like yeah, that. Yeah, you're getting those. That's right. You're right. You're right. Cool you're right. All right. Uh, Tony, you're next. Back up to Uncle Tony. Man, I Casey and Indy are off the board, by the way. I played <laughs> I played Dr. Lift like a fiddle. <laughs> I get the I get the first choice I really had. The L.A. Rams. You must not realize they got to go up against uh, the, the Dallas Prescott Cowboys and, and Jason <laughs> yeah. Garrett. all right l who you got well with the seventh pick in this draft i'm gonna go directly in competition with tony again so we're gonna be at odds with each other in both games this week i'm gonna take the dallas cowboys all right damn it so i got the damn eagles at least i got five dollar five (laughs) dollar I was really hoping just your cow, like just you not not wanting Jeez. the Cowboys to to win, you would take no, someone else. But no. isn't it crazy, LJ? So earlier this year, those Eagles. Earlier this year, we were thinking that I think one of your playoffs where you were hoping you could just take the whole uh, NFC East, and now we could theoretically we could have two NFC East teams in the NFC Championship. That, that would blow crazy. my mind. I would not have guessed I, that in a hundred years. I, I don't think we can nope. say NFC least anymore. I. I, I you just can't say it. I don't no, know. I mean, Not with Jason Garrett and Dak Prescott and how that Cowboys yeah. team's looking, baby. It's a brain trust. This 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 mustache <laughs> this mustache needs to keep going. I need to get that thick one, so I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, it's, it's, it has nothing to do with the team. It's Kevin Spatial here. Yeah, I, the NFC East <laughs> yeah. is 2-0. Oh. The proof's in the pudding. Well, we'll, we'll yep. see when they go up yeah, against let, the – Yeah, let, let's try the pudding after next week. Uh, yeah, let's see when the – well, yeah. It's better than the SEC, you know. Uh, anyway, yep. Well, so I'm all AFC, aren't I? Yep. Okay. All I right. think the AFC's got the stronger teams, except for New Orleans. Of course, Orleans. you're all really AFC. You picked one game. You picked both teams in one game. You can't have an. <laughs> no, they don't play this week, right? Yeah, oh, they, they do. do big yeah, dog. They do. <laughs> we just talked about I, it. I was looking at the wrong list. I was okay. okay yeah, well, what are you? Whatever. What are you drinking? Lip? I wonder how you ended up with that. That C minus. Yeah, you could have gone all AFC with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Patriots, but you went. Well, the teams I, played each other. I had them ranked over here the way I liked them, and then, but I didn't. You I, see, I, I meant, what had happened was, was what had happened was, was see what it was was vodka vodka. I'm just impressed that the Saints got picked number one and number wait, three. That was wait, pretty hold cool. on, hold on. <laughs> but for those of you who never get to go to a Razorback fantasy football draft, what you just heard was exactly how lifts draft go. <laughs> When we do fantasy football. <laughs> wait, wait. That's not so what I had on here. I, I didn't mean to take him. I mean, he was on my – I liked him, but I didn't mean to take him. That's 
Shut up, Meisenheimer. <laughs> All righty. Well, that will. Let's put a bow on a uh, week. We went a little extra long for you, but it's a big, big week. week. We have, we've been gone for a while, so we wanted to give you a little extra. So we'll be back to talk about some of the other stuff. Uh, make sure if you're going out, if, if for whatever reason you're getting some tickets to a football game or even a Broadway show, Hamilton, or you want to go see some uh, – Whatever Tony said, I forget who he said. But, uh, hit up TickSplits, TickSplits.com, <laughs> the T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com, promo code armchair. And, hell, go put some money down. Jump on my bookie, put the promo code JPP. <laughs> we just told you the lines. Yeah. Just go go hey, win man. it, baby. Go win you some dollars. Um, I looked up, by the way, on Tick TickSplits, uh, Michael Buble in Dallas is about $175. So if you're looking, Dad. Woo! <laughs> That's all it's going to cost you. you. It's seriously not hate, no. Noni. It's just hey. not, not my thing. It's hey, just instant panty do. drop. Okay, and that'll do it for this <laughs> yeah. week. We will catch you back next week on the JPP. Peace out. Yeah. Hey, Tony, I, I got a question because you talked about walking. I went and walked this morning. And so I walked and then I came home and I put on a, star, a shirt that was heavy starch. I'm talking really heavy starch. And about noon, my nipples were so damn <laughs> Hey, I had to come home and change the shirts. I had to change shirts at lunch. You look like Andy Bernard from the office. I was walking out of the office with holding like this right here. So much. <laughs> you know, we need to I, chip I, in for I, a year's worth of pasties. I tell you what. Now... Uh, gentlemen, I hate to say this, but that is not the first story I've heard Lippert tell me about his nipples. <laughs> so, I, I, as soon as he said it, I knew exactly where he was going. Because there's a time when we were golfing, I think, and it had gotten, he had sweated.